This is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and we Dungeons and Dragons. Hello and welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons and Dragons adventure. I'm your host and Dungeon Master. My name's Paul. How you doing? Hey Paul. And I'm joined by my friends. Hey guys, this is Jeremy. I play Lorik Darkbolt. I'm Jeffrey and I play Sir Vance Off the Wall. I'm Alan and I play Jimalil Karth. Hi, I'm Red. I play Kellen. Alright boys. We're going to get right back into it, but before we do, let's do it. I'm going to roll this big old d20. It's going to be in that one. It's a two. It's a 17. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. You know the times that you've rolled really high have been all role play and not a lot of fighting, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, right? So I guess I'm going to have to be accessing some of those random encounter tables tonight. <laughs> Don't you dare. Uh-huh. <laughs> Last time, our group was holed up in the house dimble recovering from their battle with the ninja lizard bats. There was much deliberation between Grenuncle and Elamir and the party as they tried to get to the bottom of what was occurring with these monsters chasing after them. It's a time of rest, time of reflection, time to prepare themselves mentally and physically for the journey ahead. And after a night of rest there, watching over Elamir as she got some rest and some recovery from her injuries, our group finally set out on the next day, headed west toward the canopy. The journey through Fallen Grove was much easier this time around than it was before. With the sanction behind them and Kellen leading the way, it seemed like this was going to be a pretty relaxing journey. As our group settled in for the evening on the end of their second day at travel, they built a fire, Kellen brought in some game for them to eat for the evening, and they began to discuss some things that had been on their minds. Uh, Jim? Jim? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I've, been, I've been wanting to talk to you. So I learned. Sure. I, I know. I know the spell, and I think we might be able to find out who your patron is if you let me cast it on you. Uh, I mean, is it safe? Oh yeah, totally safe. It's just a suggestion. Oh, are you going to cast suggestion? Yes, that's exactly it. I was going to have you sit down over here, cast suggestion, and you know, it's kind of like I'll just be like, eat cake, and then you'd eat cake. But now you're not going to eat cake. I'm going to ask you who's your patron, and you're going to tell me. Uh, I don't know who my patron is. Would Suggestion give me magic memory? Well, I mean, how do you not know who your patron is? Like, it might be that you, your subconscious knows, but you yourself don't know. I never studied psychology. It's on my list of things to study someday, so... Well, that's one of the first things you have to do in the College of Magic, because you don't understand psychology, you could end up casting a spell on somebody and really mess them up for the rest of their lives. Kind of like suggesting someone to do something evil. Oh, that's that's good to know. I mean, I was in the College of Magic, but... I skipped over those classes, I guess. That's entry level. I guess only the the highborn take those classes. But um, is, is there? Would you mind if uh if we tried this? Sure. Let's let's give it a go. Okay. So so sit down over there now, and I'll sit cross legged in front of you. Okay. Okay. Um. Now I need you to like open up your mind to make this easy for me. Like just be willing to to let me do something. Okay, that sounds kind of dangerous, but... So I take out my dagger and start to make a cut across my skull. 
no. No, 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 oh Jim. Oh, my no, gosh. Not that. Not, no, not physically. Physically. Mentally. Okay. I thought we might just cast a cure wounds after this. So, <sighs> Okay, that makes more sense. Okay. Open my mind. So, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Um, Servants, you want to you wanna hear this? You want to watch? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm watching right. as well. He, uh, his, his eyes light up, uh, blue light, and his, his wand is, is leveled at your general direction. He goes, uh, Jimalil. That's me. Who is your patron? And you have to make a wisdom 15 save. Okay, I'll make a wisdom 15 save. Even if I'm willing? Can he do it at disadvantage because he's willing? I just need you to roll it. Can't a willing creature just choose to fail the save? Typically, yes. I rolled a six. Okay. Beautiful. But it, I also have advantage on saves to being charmed. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this would count as being charmed. I don't even know if you need to roll. There's there's, there's a lot going on here. Okay. Yeah. Uh-oh. I'm trying to figure out how to handle this. Uh-oh. Loophole. Uh-oh. I need you to roll me a uh, d20, Lorik. Whatever number you get on the die is how much you tell us. Yeah. <laughs> how much backstory info we get. Well, on the die, I got two, so I would tell you two things. Oh, man. I got a 12 on the dice. Okay. So that's a 15. Wisdom save. I don't want to, like, poo-poo on you guys trying to find some stuff out, okay? But you don't have to give it to us either, you know? I would like to throw you a bone a little bit. A little bit. The thing is, there is a very specific thing about Jim that would prevent you from being able to do what you're trying to do. So we learned that. So I, so I say... I'll, I'll, I, I can't say anything. I tried to say something. I don't even know what I was trying to say, but it's like my throat closed up. This is the devil... Brother, you you really don't know anything. Like, what do you remember of, I don't know, the day you used your first power ever? So, I was in a library. It was an old library, one that had been long neglected. And I was studying the nature of reality and magic and truth. And in so doing, I came across an ancient tome. It was very dusty. I sneezed quite a bit. It was pretty rough, but I had a cloth. You don't want to damage old books with snot. Right? Wow. Of course. And I respect knowledge so much that (laughs) I would promptly go 10 miles away and burn the snot because you also don't want to use fire near a book. Wow. Sure. Okay. So the book. You open the book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Open the book. And there was a ritual in the book that I was wanting to try, which... Granted, I, you know, you, I don't, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, I don't know how much you know of my past, but I did go to the, the College of Magic in Venthaven, but it was just a little slow for my tastes. I wanted to learn things that they wouldn't, slow. you know, they, they kept, they wanted me to learn cantrips. And I was like, well, yeah, cantrips are cool, but I'd like to learn hidden truths of the cosmos. And they were like, well, you can learn that in about 300 years. And I'm like, but I'm a half-elf. I don't have that kind of time. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Yeah, it is sad being so... I mean, I just couldn't imagine being a human, you know? 
Oh my, those they have it so bad. Could you imagine being called old at seventy? Excuse me. Sorry, Sir Vance. Uh, it's just, man, sucks to be you. Yeah, I mean, I mean half elf, three hundreds old, but man. Yeah. Your your loss was short. Yeah, and sure. that's why I left the college. Imagine being that old and still acting like a child. I, I'm. Oh. Oh. Sick Do you bird, think he really, does, does he does he really think I act like a child, Jim? I don't know. What was the ritual that was in that book, Jim? My, that book, yes. So there was a ritual that I, I thought would let me peer into the cosmos and learn something. But again. My magic was mostly self-taught and shaky, and I wasn't sure if I could inscribe the all of the runes and all of the, the circles and all of the, the symbols and uh, speak the words properly. So I practiced and practiced and practiced and used all the right components, I think. And last yep. time, after that, I, I remember speaking to something, someone. I remember agreeing that they would help me because to 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 uncover the secrets of the multiverse and know what the deep truths are from which all other truths spring you have to know a little bit about magic as well as nature as well as yeah everything we really are kindred spirits i mean i've I've been yeah spirits i said spirits i'm sorry apparently apparently act like a child but uh, (laughs) that's okay i believe that childlike wonder is important for learning well that's it that's it i've been been trying to craft magic items of my own and and one that can take me to anywhere in the world any anytime that would go so well with my studies first of all to study the item to know how one can bend spatialness i still haven't come up with a good word for what space is is. you know i've always thought that if you if you could turn time to, to where it touched itself in two points that you could just step through it and and you'd almost be in two places at once. Yes. I, but you got to have a door and a powerful conduit, and you got to be careful because the conduit will have to be true power. Um, but w- whenever we get done with this quest, you sh- you, we should make a magic item together. I agree. And to be able to travel anywhere, I could see all the libraries of the world, find all the secret knowledge. Guys over by the fire eating some of that lemur that Kellen brought. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "What is this, Kellen? Was it? What is this?" I thought it was a squirrel. It looked like a squirrel, but I think it's a lemur. Are you supposed to eat those? I, well, it's kind of too late. You know, <laughs> they're protected. I guess that's a good point. Uh, listen, Jim, before Laura gets completely <clears throat> sorry, it's, it's really strong, like gaming. Yeah, before before uh, Laura gets completely off base talking about magic items and stuff. What did the patron look like? He was green and had these long ears. He spoke kind of backwards. <laughs> no, it's not Yoda. It's Yoda! <laughs> well, the, the patron, all I can recall, see, this it's thinking through it, like, I was, I was out for at least a day whenever I woke up and knew that I had this pact made. Hmm. And I remember, I remember the shapeless, formless substance, almost, almost like a sort of gas, but it was somehow still felt oily. That's weird. And it spoke to me and I saw some, it had eyes, sometimes one, sometimes 10, sometimes, sometimes 
all there was were us. Okay. Is it the truth? Oh. I, I thought maybe it was the truth that it would, but I also worried maybe, maybe it's a lie. Nevertheless, it offered me aid in my journey. It too said that it was one seeking truth and that it approves of all who do. So you, you said that you made a pact with it. A pact. Like a pact, like if I were to make a pact with like a friend, so like a deal, like a promise. Yeah. So it told me, I will lend you my power. I will let you use the magic that you so hmm. need in your journey for knowledge and truth if you pursue that with all the fervor that you have. Weird. That was it? That doesn't sound like it really got anything out of you. I know. Well, he, he apparently is in... Uh, it's almost more of an investor than it is a patron. Ooh, but Can I give you one more suggestion? Sure. Are you ready? Uh, maybe. Open your mind. Just relax. It's open. <laughs> to seek truth, you have to have an open mind. So I like to think of mine as pretty open. Uh, Lord cast suggestion. Okay. And he says, Jim, perform the ritual that summoned your patron. Okay. Well, we need to get to an apothecary and procure, and I start to write out all of these things, like the ground bones of a lemur. <laughs> Perfect. A okay, are you actually writing like what you can remember from the ritual? I am. You stop doing that. I stopped doing that. Your eyes roll back in your head. You start to shudder. <sighs> yeah, like your whole body, like you're just trembling. Sir Vance, Vance, I'm going. I'm grabbing my Odachi and taking it out. Jim. After a minute, you pass out. You faint. Oh, uh, guys, I think he's dead. I think I think we killed you him. You just killed Jim, Lork. I didn't. I didn't kill Jim. What just happened? Jim, are I'm you dead. okay? Wake up, Jim! And he cast Mage Hand and slaps him on the face. Okay. Uh, you cast Mage Hand and you slap him in the face, and Jim, you wake up to being slapped. Oh goodness! What happened? You tell me. Dude, you were conversing. That was bad. Conversing. Convulsing. I said the wrong word. <laughs> Who are you conversing with? Spirits. You were convulsing. I, I do remember conversing with Lorik. You were. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't do this. What? What did you suggest? That you perform the ritual to summon your patron. I pass out again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, mage hand slaps. Okay. Upside. You wake him up again. Hey, you're, you're gonna have to stop passing out. Uh, I wish I knew that passing out was a thing, but I did apparently. So yeah, let's let's not do that anymore. That's strange that I can no longer perform this ritual. It was like something was holding you back. What's weird, Jim, is that you set out and your whole mission was to find the secret to everything, I guess. Yeah. And you found some ancient powerful being that would give you power for the sole purpose of doing the thing that you wanted to do. Yeah, well, I questioned it at first, but they always say don't look a gift unicorn on its horn. So, I decided 
that I would, you know, I thought about it long and hard. I was uh-huh. like, is this deal good? It seems too good to be true. But then I remembered how there are certain wealthy nobles who will pay a musician or a artist <laughs> just to do their work. A patron, you might say. A patron. And I thought, huh, I guess that's why they call warlock benefactors patrons. Hmm. That must be it. So I thought, well, I'll no longer be inspecting and polishing this unicorn's horn. I'll just use it as as a unicorn is meant to be used. Well, Jim, you're one of the weirdest, scariest people I've ever met. I still think this is some type of evil magic. So far, I haven't seen anything evil besides just passing out. And that time you cast that spell on me that made me, like, not, not, things were bad then. But other than that, things are good. Maybe that was just, like, a reaction to, um, something I ate. Maybe it has nothing to do with, or maybe it is. That's why I would like to know who my patron is. But, well, for someone who cares so much about truth, he seems pretty secretive. That's exactly what I was thinking. Maybe maybe his truths are dangerous and he doesn't want them getting out. Maybe. Because I do understand, even though I, I do believe in truth and I do believe in free truth, I think some truths are dangerous. Kellen, are we almost to following, are we almost to the canopy? Well, man, we've been sitting here for like a couple minutes. <laughs> We're about two days off, right? One day? No, you are way longer than that from the canopy. Oh, I thought we had traveled a day or two. Yeah, you traveled a couple days. You were you guys were like three days from the river, and the river is a long way from the canopy. But we're not going to hopefully drag that out in game time. No, uh, we're pretty far away from falling, or from the canopy right now, Loric. Yeah, we got a little bit of time. I told you all uh, the last time, I think, that it was farther from Kellen's house to the canopy than it was from Rocky Stop to Kellen's house. Yeah, that's right. Hey, uh... Kellen, you know, we're going to a river. You might need to get Wolfsbane in shape before we get there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we could work on it, you know. In what way are you going to work on it? Uh, I have no idea, actually. (laughs) You have no tools. I'm just pointing out. It's so funny because, like, every two or three episodes, Lark will be like, hey, we should fix your boat. And Kellen's like, yeah, we can fix it right now. (laughs) And then I'm like, yeah, with no nails and no tools. (laughs) Exactly. Great. And like two days later, he's like, let's work on it. Well, I, I guess we could work on it. Yeah, except you have no <laughs> tools. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'll work on it when we get to my mom and dad's house. Bye, mom and dad. Love you. Two days later. We should really work on that boat. And whose fault is that? That is Lorik's fault. That is Lorik's fault. That's Kellen's that fault. Lorik said we needed to... I'm the only person who keeps up with the inventory, apparently. My bad. Hey, I keep up with exactly. my own inventory. A lot of stuff happens. Let me help you, Kellen. When Lorik says something about fixing the boat, Kellen knows, oh, crap, we should have fixed it at home. Now we're going to have to go somewhere where they work on these, okay? So Kellen would know that a lot of the people who are like ferrymen and stuff, that they have the sorts of tools they could possibly fix the boat. Or you guys could hire a ferry, or you could have them fix your boat and then take your own boat across. True. We're taking Wolfsbane. We're taking our own boat. Yeah, we can, uh, Lorik, we can actually fix Wolfsbane once we find these people that, uh, they ferry across the river that we're going to, the Kaelin River. Yeah, they could probably help us fix Wolfsbane. Well, let's go to them. Yeah, sounds good to me. So, I'm going to look over at Charlie, because I haven't talked to him in a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say, how are you feeling, Charlie? But without my knowledge, I cast Speak with Animals. Oh, so have fun coming up with a character voice for Charlie. Uh, 
Oh, I'm doing quite fine, Kellen. How are oh you? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, you just talked. What? <laughs> what? You all hear Charlie go, and then Kellen starts freaking Char out. You just talked? <laughs> Charlie, what? Well, Kellen's lost it. Of course I talked to Kellen. I could always talk. I think the gnome has lost it. You sound so educated. Wait, maybe he has some sort of evil magic too. Did he eat the mushrooms? So you've <laughs> you've always been able to talk, or well, with <laughs> other creatures that can speak my language. How are how are we talking right now? Then I see that you have finally manifested abilities to speak with animals, Kellen. What? What? I would like to formally thank you, Kellen, for bringing me back from the spirit realm. It was quite kind of you. Oh yeah. Although it did take a bit longer than I expected, I was beginning to get hungry on the other side. I I didn't know you. You could come back. I just... Uh, well, now you know. Uh, and in the future, if I am ever... Well, if I ever die because you shoot an explosive orc next to me or anything like that, <laughs> then just remember, you can call me back from the other side. I'll be waiting. Oh, okay. Um, I just want to say that... I'm going uh, to go poop in the woods now, and then we'll go to bed. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you, Paul, real quick. Uh... I'm going to roll for this. Okay. So Kellen turns around to the rest of the guys and he goes, guys, uh, Char Charlie can, and he just passes out like right in front, just falls face, oh, okay. face first into too much. the ground too much and for passes Kellen. out. It was too, too much, much for Kellen. Charlie gets up, kind of dusts his paws and goes off into the woods for a minute. He comes back a few minutes later and goes to bed. Lorik stands up, sits down, stands up, sits down, cast mage hand, slaps Kellen on the face. <laughs> Kellen, you, you wake up. Are you Okay. Uh, uh, where am I? Was I was was that was I asleep or? Charlie's asleep. Did you eat the mushrooms again? What are you What are you talking about? You're acting crazy. I just had the weirdest dream. It was. You got to keep your wits, man. I had this dream that I was sitting next to Charlie and I started talking to him and, man, that was weird. That was really weird. Charlie's just snoring. We should probably go to bed, Lorik. You should. So we can get up early and, yeah. Yes, we should set up a watch. Well, you all can watch together first, and then I'll watch by myself while you sleep. Okay, cool. I just need, like, four hours, and then you guys can have a turn. I guess I'm going to set up a watch then. The watch passes uneventfully. The night passes uneventfully. Yay. I didn't even get to say I'll roll a perception check. No need. We all die. We all die. Dang. You're all good. I told you before that this passes uneventfully. Okay, cool. So... You all sleep through the night. You get up the next morning. You gather your things, and you continue your journey forward. Kellen, you can tell that the land is starting to decline a little bit, which it does when you're approaching the river. Okay, cool. You guys are walking along, you know, stopping to grab some fruit, some mushrooms, different things. I do want to note that Kellen has really stopped liking the taste of meat, so he's not really hunting. More, He's more of gathering now. Hippie. Is Kellen not even going to hunt for them? Well, he, he does bring back some squirrel and stuff like that, or like little lemur sometimes. Don't forget, I'm fine with you beginning to stop eating meat. Yes. But don't forget, Kellen is three levels ranger, one level druid. Indeed, yes. That's what I was going to say. He brings back food for them. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't eat it. He kind of takes a bite and spits it out and says, no, I'm, I'm just going to stick with, you know, berries and... Totally fine. Yeah. Totally fine. Berries and bears? 
No, we're not eating Charlie. Please. Charlie says, Ask Charlie if he minds if we eat his meats. Jim. We used to eat bear in the caves of Librarianton all the time. <laughs> Please. Charlie, he's lying. Don't listen to him. I'm going to give you a, just a quick little aside here, since you all are traveling uneventfully at the moment. You all gain yeah. 1,000 experience points apiece. Did we have a long rest, by the way? Yes. Is this is this right now? This is from... Well, you got the 1,000 experience points from... You know, the Displacer Beast, all the Lizard Bats you guys fought, all that stuff. I just haven't given it to you the last couple episodes, so you can all add 1,000. I'm not even level 5. I just hit level 5. No, you didn't. You're, you're, you're <laughs> a little ways away. So, all right. You guys are traveling along, traveling along. You can tell that the scenery starting to change a little bit. As you get closer to the water, it becomes more lush. And I need everyone to roll me Perception Chicks. Perception... Boy. Perception. Five. Okay. Do I get advantage since I'm in my preferred terrain? No, I don't think so. I got a 15. I got an 18. Nice. I rolled an 18. Okay. Sounds like everybody's done really well. Except Jim. But it doesn't matter because Guy got a natural 20. What? Guy coming in clutch. But yeah, everybody except for Jim, basically. Jim's worried about his patron. You're all walking along, and Guy says, hey, did you guys hear something? I heard Charlie's belly grumbling. What? What is it? And Lorik and Kellen and Servants, you all hear this noise. You all kind of pause and stop and listen. Jim's like writing his book or something, not even paying attention. And you hear off in the distance what sounds like someone scream. Did you guys hear somebody yell for help? Guys, sounded like someone was screaming for help. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> where did that come from? We should go help them. Lark takes off running in the direction where it's coming yeah, from. Yeah, I'm going that way too. Yes. Okay. We take off Yeah, running. guys doing that as well. So you all kind of cut through the woods and you're heading that way. And the farther you travel in that direction, you can hear now what sounds like a struggle. It's not so much someone screaming help as it is just yelling out in frustration, almost like someone's being attacked. You just keep running forward. Yeah, keep. Hurry. Yes. Hurry, we got to help them. I draw both my swords and run with them behind my back like a ninja. You're dashing through the woods, and the closer you get, you hear the sounds now of multiple people. You hear the sound of a struggle up ahead. You hear what sounds like a woman, like I said, in frustration, like she's she's in a struggle, just fighting and trying to, to do something, and you hear men laughing, and you hear another man yelling out in pain. What? Busting through the bushes. I draw my magic. You draw your magic. My magic. Right as you guys are getting closer, you hear someone talking, and it's definitely a man. You better keep that mouth shut. There's five of us, and there's no one around to hear you screaming. Uh, excuse me. And it's at about that moment that you all bust through the forest into this little clearing. But we're here. Hi. <laughs> I got a natural 20. On what? Everything. Oh, okay. As soon as you guys bust into the clearing and Lark says that, you see before you a camp scene. There's like a little tent set up, a little fireplace, not fireplace, but like a little campfire that's obviously been put out. There are four men standing there. Two of them have a slender elven woman by the arms holding her down on her knees. And one of the men is standing there with a blade up to her throat. 
and there's another man laying on the ground beside him, nursing his nose and yelling out in pain. Blood is just pouring out from between his hands. Oh, you you all should release them, or this is going to hurt. The one that was standing there turns to see you, Lark, and he says, Look, pal, this right here is none of your concern. Uh, this wand says different. My eyes are going to start changing colors. Obviously, it is our concern. Explain yourself. Last chance. What's going on here? The main one that's standing there is obviously the one in charge. And he sees you standing there all decked out in your armor. It's like I said, pal. It's none of your concern. Guys, I said it's none of our concern, but then I turn and shoot a magic at him. <laughs> do you really? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. In the face. Okay. Uh, well, let's go ahead and roll initiatives then. Woo. Let's do that. I was going to say, just like Fortnite, I'm rushing in. Oh my gosh. So... I've been rolling crap today because I'm using a new die that I got. And okay. I thought, after that last roll where I rolled a three, I thought, huh, I wonder. And I just rolled it like ten times and didn't roll under a ten. And just now I got a friggin' two. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so you I used got, up all your good rolls, Alan. I got a four total of initiative. I got a 19. Okay. I got a 21. I got 17 plus four. I got a 12. Four. All right, Jim, I'm going to give you a surprise attack. Yeah. Just because they weren't expecting an attack right then. They were thinking they could kind of bully you into leaving. So what do you do? So I hit the one who seems to be the leader. Okay, the one that was talking. Yeah, with an Eldritch Blast. Okay, roll it. That time I roll 16 with plus 7, that's 23. Much better. Okay, that's a hit. Yeah, it is. So I'm going to do the rolling of damage. Which is a D10. It's an 8. Nice. And I was aiming right for his face. Okay, so 8 damage to his face. You let out an Eldritch Blast. It just kind of whips through the air without him knowing that it's coming. I'm assuming you pull your orb out of your pocket stealthily. Yeah, I pull the orb out. And once the orb's out, I kind of hold it forward like this. And then shoot things. Okay, 8 damage you said? 8. And that Eldritch Blast just hits him right in the face and bloodies his nose. Yeah, it does. All right, now we're going into the regular order. Kellen, it's your turn next. All right, yeah, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to mark the big guy with a spell called Hunter's Mark. Yeah, do it. All right, I'm going to cool. do that as a bonus action. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to rush him with my dual-wielding swords, and I'm going to smack him with them. Uh, roll me the first attack. 12 plus, I believe it's 6 for mine. Yeah, that's a hit. Yep. 12 plus 6, so an 18 for the first attack. That's a D6. And then since I marked him, it is two D6s. Ooh, a 5 and a 6. Okay, so that's 11 plus 4? Yep, plus 4. 15 damage? Good hit. Then I'm going to hit him a second time. That is a 4 plus 6, so a 10. That is a miss. Okay. But he's still marked. So now it's Lorik's turn. Lorik is going to not look at the main guy that was talking, but look at the the whoever's closest to Lorik slash the main dude and just look him in the eye, point his wand at him, and I'm going to use suggestion, and I'm going to say, run away and don't come back. Okay, and you just make a wisdom save? Yep, wisdom save 15. Ah, he 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 got an 18. Are you serious? Oh. Yep. Wow, he's smart. Which one were you targeting? Not the leader, but just the closest one to him. Yeah, I mean, I got a 17 on the die. Wow, that's awesome. Actually, that's that's just a 17. I was wrong. I thought they had a plus one. They don't. It's a 17, but it's still a save. That's awesome. So he does not uh, run away. Lork is going to, when he realizes it didn't work, step behind Servants. 
So now it is the big guy's turn. And by the big guy, I mean the one that was in the front. He's actually not that big. He's only about 5'8". He's kind of stocky, but he draws a sword. And he says, okay, I see how it is. I'm going to have to teach you boys a lesson. And he rushes forward. Actually, Kellen, didn't you step up and stab at him? Uh, I did stab him. The big guy. Yes. He draws his sword, and he's going to swing at you, Kellen. Cool. Did you happen to see the meme that Becky Jones tweeted at us that I tagged you in, Red? No, I did not. She posted a tweet that said, give the bear a turn. Nah. Like in all caps. And then she posted a picture that had a picture of a grizzly bear, and it said, can destroy everything, doesn't. <laughs> True. It's hilarious. Hi, welcome back to Roast Kellen. What was funny, we, I was thinking about the after she said I was thinking about it, but it was just funny because there was a big thing about, oh, Kellen's back, Kellen's back. Then we had two episodes of combat, and Kellen didn't attack anything the whole time. You mean Charlie. <laughs> in it, and not in one turn. It was I said Kellen, I meant Charlie, yeah. Anyway, he is going to take a swipe at you, Kellen. Okay, cool. What's your AC? It's a 14. Okay, the first one is a miss, but he comes at you again. Everyone knows multi-attack. What's your AC? 14, I believe. <laughs> 14. I'm sorry. I, oh, I, you're I'm good. Looking, I've got so many numbers going at the same time. The second one is a hit. Uh-oh. Okay, you take seven damage. All right. So he slashes at you once, and you block it with one of your swords, and then he comes back and slashes you again, and you stagger back. And when you do, he brings his other hand up and is going to try and stab you with a dagger. How many hands does this guy have? And this one hits. The sword was in one hand. He had one sword in one hand. He's got a dagger in the other hand. Oh, okay. I thought he had two. Gotcha. And with the dagger, he sticks it in your arm for five damage. Hmm. Ouch. And that's the end of his turn. Get wrecked. At this point, the elven woman is going to let out a guttural scream of frustration. And she's trying to break free of the hold that this guy's got on her. She does not. Uh, She's just struggling and yelling out, but... She's yelling some things out in Elvish, but she's not able to break free of their hold. Vance, it's your turn. Get him, Vance. You know what Sir Vance gonna do? What are you gonna do? What's that? You know what he's gonna do? He's gonna draw that Odachi? That's what he's gonna do. That's so intimidating. Mm, do it. We just started wrecking these people, and they may not even be evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> they seemed pretty contentious, though. Should have listened. What I'm going to do is I'm going to draw my Odachi and say... Don't disrespect a woman. And immediately, as a bonus action, I want to cast Sanctuary on the lady. Okay. I like it. You do that. Then what? Then I'm running forward to the ones who had... Didn't you say there was a couple guys who had her at sword point or something like that? Yeah, there there are two guys who have kind of got her held in. like They're holding her down, basically. Yeah, the closest one to me is about to get wrecked. Mm, Ricky wrecked. I'm going to say since he is holding on to her, I'm going to give you advantage on the attack roll. Ooh, what? what? Is it just a great sword? Yeah, we'll just call it a great sword. Okay, the first one is uh, 20, not natural. Not bad. Mm, so that is a hit. And actually, we're going to call it not just a great sword, but a plus one great sword, which means you get a plus one to attacks with it and a damage rolls with it. Ooh. So it'll be like a 2d6 plus 5 instead of 2d6 plus 4. Exactly. Roll me that damage. That is a 5 and a 4, so 9 plus 5 is 14. How do you kill it? How do I kill him? How do you kill him? Well, as I'm rushing forward, I raise the Odachi 
kind of slant ways over my right shoulder, mm-hmm. high up in the air, mm. and just yeah. like cut him from shoulder down to his waist. Oh yes, in a slant ways, just cut him in half. Yeah, you do. You are shocked because you really thought it would just kind of slash him really good. Yeah. No, it halves him. Like oh this my sword gosh. is insanely sharp. Yeah, I was wondering. I wanted to test that bad boy out. You know, it's insanely sharp. It's insane. You halved him. Mm. Oh my gosh. Jim, your turn. All right. So, what's the situation? Who is the big guy? What's his deal? He's faced off with Jim, uh, with uh, Kellen. He's faced off with Kellen. Okay. So I am going to cast hex on him. Okay. So and what are you what are you gonna nix? I want to nix strength. Okay. So I cast the spell. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I am going to cast against him as a cantrip, because you can cast cantrips with other spells. Yes. Toll the dead. Ooh. So DC fifteen wisdom save. He fails. He fails. Ooh. I got a three. I'm going to roll one of them D12s and a D6 mm-hmm. because of the hex. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, it's a nine. Nine total? Nine total. A one on the six and an eight on the 12. Okay. He hears a dolorous bell. Oh. And it freaks him out. And he kind of staggers back a little bit, shaking his head, trying to shake the pain out of his head. So it's now the other guy's turns. The one that was on the ground nursing a busted nose is going to roll over and try and stab at Servance from the ground and he's going to have disadvantage because he's not in his good frame of mind here. Oh man, he rolled a natural 20 and he rolled an 8 so that's a miss. Miss. So he swipes at you but he didn't get quite close enough. So that's him. The one guy that is still holding the female elf when you kill the one, I'm going to give her a reaction to try and break free. She's not able to. Mm. He was able to hold on to her during a reaction. So on his turn, he's not going to be able to attack you. He is going to try and pick her up and run away with her. And he manages to get her up over his shoulder, and he goes to move away. Now, you can have an attack of opportunity on him. Yeah. I would love to do yeah. that. But he has the girl over his shoulder. Ugh. So Get him. Just think about that. Ain't I right at his ankles, though? Different guy. Oh, I was sitting here thinking it was the big guy. I do want to attack him. Uh-huh. But when I do, since he has the lady over his shoulder, I want to try to s- cut his legs off. Oh, I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was hoping you would. Oh, man. Go ahead and roll it. Oh, no. No good? I'm not gonna. I'm not going to oh, say no. what I got. Oh, no. Is it a natural one? It's a natural one. <laughs> it's a natural one. <laughs> Okay, no! so your Odachi breaks in half. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna do that to you. It's I'm not I'm not cruel. You kill the girl. <laughs> you cut the lady in half. No. Poop. Yeah. This isn't good. That's not good. You go to slash your sword, and as you go to swing it at his legs, the one that was trying to get you from the ground sticks you right in the foot. Oh man. You take three damage. Little dagger right there. But the stagger makes you swing wide with your sword. Uh oh. And you deal eleven damage to the elf. The lady? As you accidentally slash across her back. Oh my gosh. Good job. She lets out a scream. You did great. So the one more guy is going to draw a bow and shoot at Jim. No. 
He hits you. Ouch. You take five damage. No. Okay. Now it's your turn, Kellen. Okay. So seeing the dude pick up the girl and run, I'm going to command Charlie to chase that guy down. It's actually really smart because you couldn't have used a range attack right now because you're engaged with this guy. Yes. So I'm going to yell to Charlie and be like, Charlie, go after that guy. And that's what he's going to do. All right. Yes, I'll do that, Kellen. I'm just kidding. He doesn't say that because you're not using the spell. He says, and he just takes off just bull rush charging toward these guys. And you want him to try and make an attack at the one? Yep. I want him to try and bite the dude's leg. Okay. Roll him an attack roll. All right. Get him, Charlie. Roll Charlie. Don't roll in that one, please. That is 17 on the dice. Is what it is. Okay. Nice. All right. I mean, that's a hit. Yeah. Either way, on the dice, it was a hit. So roll me 1d6 plus 2. Oh, it's a 1 plus 2, so 3. Who no damn. That's 3 damage. Okay. So he does run up and bite the guy on the leg, which slows him down. But cool. he doesn't manage to do a whole lot of damage. All right. It is now... Lorik's turn. Lorik's going to look at the one that has the bow. Yes. And there's another one that hasn't been damaged yet, right? Mm, there are two that haven't been damaged. The guy with the okay. bow and the guy with the bloody nose. The guy with the bloody nose. He doesn't... I didn't think he was one of the bandits, per se. Yeah, he's the one that just stabbed Sir Vance in the foot. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm going to peek around Vance, mm-hmm. look at the guy with the bow, and uh, light up my eyes again, and I'm going to use suggestion on the dude with the bow and be like... Wrestle him to the ground and hold him there until I tell you to let him go. And I'm going to get the bloody nose guy. I want I want them to, to wrestle. You want the one with the bow to fight the one with the bloody nose? Yes. I'm, I'm suggesting to him that he wrestle him to the ground and hold him there until I say. He fails. So. Yeah. He drops his bow and turns and jumps on the bloody nose guy's back while he's trying to get up and just pushes him down into the dirt. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's just like, just, just shoving his face down the dirt, and they're just rolling around on the ground. Yeah. All right, so now it is the main guy's turn, the big guy. Uh, Lork would like to spend his move to go running after the main guy. You mean the guy that's got the, the girl? The Yeah, the guy that's got okay. the girl. The main guy's still standing over here next to Killen. Oh, okay. He's going to swipe at Killen again. Okay, cool. First one misses. All right. Second one is a hit. Great. Oof, you take nine damage. Then he comes at you with the dagger again. Okay. Also a hit, and you take five more damage. Goodness gracious. Gnome, you should have kept out of our business, like I said. I'm going to cut this dude's head off and put it on a pike. Oh my gosh. The elven lass tries to take the opportunity of the bear biting the dude by the leg to elbow him in the face and break loose. So she's going to roll an attack roll. Please do. She elbows him right in his stupid face. Yes. And he releases her. She falls down. And dies. Quickly kind of does a tuck and roll and runs back over toward the campfire. Oh, he- hello, lady, as she runs by work. <laughs> okay, so that is the end of her turn. It is now Vance's turn. Now, Sir Vance really wants to kill that guy. Okay. He's just going to, I mean, he's probably he's probably stopped at this point. Yeah, he's definitely held up because of Charlie. Yeah, I'm just going to run up and attack him. Do it. Get him. That's, what was it? That's another one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. I, I honestly don't know what to do here. Uh, I mean, I guess 
that you're going to die, insta death. You miss and cut your own leg off. Running forward, you're going to swipe and hit Charlie. And uh, <laughs> you're gonna hit Charlie. <laughs> oh oh my gosh, he's here. Work. The dude jumps, and when he does, it pulls Charlie forward, and you slash across Charlie's back for 10 damage. Just killing all of our friends here. Killing all the good guys. And Charlie just lets out a yell. Lorik, you jerk. (laughs) Lorik didn't do that. What did Lorik do? You were right next to Charlie. You couldn't have taken a hit trying to kill the bear already. (laughs) Lorik's not right next to Charlie. Oh. yeah. They're like 30 feet away from each other. Okay. So that's the end of Vance's turn. Jim, it's your turn. It is Jim's turn. First thing he's going to do is speak. He's going to say, you could still end this peacefully. Do you want to end up like that guy and that guy? And then I point to the two halves of the one guy. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And Mm. then if nobody does anything, then I'm just going to be like, okay. And I cast Toll the Dead on the main guy again. Like, how do you like this music? He fails the save. More cowbell. He fails, so I want to roll my damage. It's eight damage. Okay, eight more damage. Five and a three this time. Get it. He's still standing. Like the sitcom. At this point, the other dudes, well, the two dudes are fighting each other, okay? They're wrestling. The one is wrestling. I'm going to say, yeah, the bloody nose dude gets a good solid punch in his mouth, and I'm going to let him make another wisdom save because of it. Because isn't it that if he takes any damage, it stops it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he rolls an, a 17 on his wisdom save. So they waste both of their turns fighting each other. That was effective. But at the end of it, he's snapping out of it, and he's like, and pulling himself off and getting back up. The guy that's over there that dodged Vance and Charlie was slashed, he's going to get up and take a stab at Sir Vance. It's a hit. You take seven damage. Oh, no. Weak sauce. Kellen, it's your turn. Okay, so I just took a pretty big hit from this dude. I'm going to hit him again with uh, dual swords. First attack is a 13 on the dice, plus 6. Okay, that's a hit. All right. So 2d6. The 4 and a 1, so that's 8, plus that's 9 damage for that one. Okay. All right. He's still standing. Roll another one. Second one. That's a natural 20. Ooh, boy. A natural 20. Roll me 2d6. Yeah. It would be three plus my hunter's mark, right? Uh, I think you only get your hunter's mark once. I thought it was for whenever they took damage from a melee weapon. Let me check it. Until the spell ends, you do an extra 1d6 whenever you hit it with a weapon attack and you have advantage on your perception check. Yeah, it looks like anytime you hit it. Sweet. Nice. 3d6s. So, yeah. It doesn't say anything about it being once per turn. It's a baller. It would actually be 4d6s. Oh, four. Hold on. Yeah, you get to double that too. So a one, a five, and a four, and then a three. Okay. So, so seventeen total damage. Yep. Okay. How does it look when you kill this guy? I bring one sword across his chest, real quick. Okay. And then, as witty as possible, I say, "Welcome to the jungle." And then I cut his throat. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, you cut his throat, he starts to bleed out, falling onto a knee, and then he slumps down. Y'all have no idea. I was shaking from how bad I wanted to say that when I killed him. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I was just like, oh man, this is one of those good times, and I needed it to happen, and it did. Okay, so when that guy goes face down, 
the other guys see their kind of leader down, and they are going to break for it. You better run, Charles. Is this breaking initiative? No, I'm just saying that their reaction is they're going to run for it. So they have started to run. You guys can still make an attack if you want to real quick, if you want to try and stop them. Yeah, I want to chase them. Guys, if they're running, let's not kill them. Let's just take them to the local constabulary. Exactly. I like it. Uh, Hold person. Okay. Which one? Probably the nearest one slash, is it what, bloody nose? Yeah, he fails. Yeah, he does. Okay, there's still one more running. Charlie, get him. I'm saying command. I want to command him to grovel. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, so he makes a wisdom save. He also fails. Oh my oh. gosh, yeah. Yeah. So they all stop. One of them stops completely mid-run and just stands there. The other one falls on his knees and begins whimpering and, like, crawling back towards you. <laughs> yeah, they do. Team my control. And the female elf walks over to the campfire. She rummages around in a bag. She pulls out a hunting dagger. She walks over to the one that is crawling towards Sir Vance. She leans down, and she slits his throat. Oh, oh my uh, goodness. Lady, no, stop, 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 stop. We, we want to ask them. She ignores you completely. As she steps forward and she slashes. I drop hold person and let him run. That's not the hold person. That's the command. No, no. On the other one, if if she's going towards the one that's held person, like she got the groveling one. If you want to stop her from getting to the other one, you can actually get in between them. But she oh, walks yeah. up to the one that is crawling towards Cervantes and she cooed gras him. Oh, my wow. goodness. She turns toward the other one and you, you let steps go. Between. You step between them. Yeah, I'm going to try to stop her first, and then last minute I'll drop hold person if I have to. Excuse me, I have some business to take care of. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd like to talk to him before you take care of your business, or or else we're going to have to treat you the same way we treated them. These types of men don't deserve to live. Well, I agree, they're, they're kind of orcish, but not, not completely orcish. No, I don't um, think you understand. They didn't plan to rob me. I, I, it, is that what it was? I say kill him. After you. And he just kind of... And when she says that, you can tell that her she looks like she's been kind of roughed up a little bit. Can I take an insight check to see if I feel like she's on the up and up? Sure. It's a 14. Okay. Yeah, you feel like she's on the up and up. I want to perform a play showing her the morality of mercy. She steps forward and she takes her hunter's <laughs> dagger and sticks it right into the back of the base of the guy's neck. Oh, lady. Now that's a clean kill. And that's where we're going to end this week's episode. Jim is wow. crying softly. Wah, wah. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, you know what you should do? Follow us on Twitter. Let us know that you love our show and share it with a friend. Also, write us a five-star review on iTunes. It really goes a long way. And if you enjoyed what you've heard, the sound effects and things, you should check them out at BattleBards.com. They're currently in the process of mixing stuff up over there, and you should go check it out. It's really great. Uh, apart from that... I guess that does it for us this week. That was horrific. Welcome to the jungle. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Asta la pasta. Goodbye. Bye.